Welcome to today's episode of The Winning Ticket. I'm your host, Bobby Kravitsky. Joining me for an episode where we'll explore what we believe are the best bets from the NFL's Week 16 slate from Pub Sports Radio. If you're not tailing his picks, you're missing out on profits. Connor Mack. Thanks for having me, Bobby. Always uh, a pleasure to be here, especially talking NFL. Uh, I know a few weeks ago wasn't great, but the last few weeks of the NFL have been uh, money for me. So I can't wait uh, to finish the year out strong. Not surprised to hear that. Your picks consistently cash in, Connor. I'm not just saying that people can go and check out his track record. It speaks for itself. I love the fact that we've now got Saturday games. That was a real juicy slate that we got this past weekend. There's a whole bunch of matchups going on this weekend in advance of Sunday. Connor, I think there's a strong case that Saturday's schedule is better than Sunday's. I think so, too. But I just love this time of year that you mentioned. We get both Saturday, Sunday. College is done. I have all the bowl games. that you, They're all spread out. <laughs> and you can go through them slowly. Some you like early. Some you have to wait on everything now with the transfers and everything. And, yes, who does love? You got to have football on Saturday. College is done. You got to have the NFL. So I always love that at the end of the year. Uh, we get both days. Uh, and I love Saturday, too, because you always get each game, three games, you know, the morning and all you focus on just those three instead of everything going on. And thank God that right as that void starts to come in from college football, then the NFL fills it. So that's a beautiful thing right there. Let's start with Thursday night's game between the Jaguars and the Jets at MetLife. Connor, what are you on in this matchup? I'm on really nothing in this football game. I'm struggling. I, I have props I want to run through here with you i'm struggling bad i was all over the jags you know which was just a, such a great win for them they've been playing great football uh to beat the cowboys uh, just we'll get to later uh shredding their defense in the second half we have the jets on the other side who just a heartbreaking loss i thought their defense played so well all game long and to get beat by that play for 50 yards and lose it was just tough so now Jags got to go up to New York. Short week. I know the, NFL, the players aren't happy about this. Jets still probably going to have Williams not there. I thought the defense has been pretty good all year long, you know, against the run and against the pass. It's been okay for the Jets. And I think that could keep them in this game. And we got to bring up the other is the elements here. We got 15 to 18 mile wins. That's dropped this total way down. And it's going to be raining. You know, it's only going to be low 40s. And this is one I wanted to keep on because even we're a day away, people, it looks like 100% rain and maybe overcast. So keep all, your eye always on the, the weather report. Uh, you got to become a little bit of a, a weather guy when you cap all these games now because uh, it just looks like it's going to be a mess in this football game. Jets desperately need a win. Both these teams are just a huge game in my eyes. And with that weather, Thursday night football to me just screams under and while the Jags have gone over in four straight have been a, you know their defense at times not so great but we're opportunistic last week and I thought that was the key I thought Dak could make a few mistakes because Lawrence could too and he did early so it was a little bit of both during that football game I just I think the Jets could win here at home it's just I, I just in the end don't know a couple props I wanted to run through the key here is ETN he came back and finally, they gave him the ball. If he gets over 20 touches, he had 19 carries. If he's gotten over 20, he's gotten over 100 yards. He had that three-game stretch, Broncos, Raiders, I forget, Giants maybe, all at 100 yards. But in between there, 
nothing. And we know with this wet, how much is he going to run here? His rushing yards is interesting to me. It's 67 and a half. Or do they go to him more here with uh, the bad weather? Fumble problems too with him. Always look at that. Uh, I'm a little interested in his under 67 and a half. I, I, I thought this though would need to be a little bit higher for me to pull the trigger. 73, 4, then I'd look under. So it was just a lean for me. Let's flip to the other guy. Wilson, I think it's been great. You know, he was great with White at quarterback. I think you can look at his yards. That plays a little bit to taking overs on the receiving. Because on the flip side, Jones, Kirk, these guys have been great. Which one do you really chose? Jones had a huge game. Kirk still had 100 yards. Uh, I think one or two still might get that. They have low totals here, 47 and a half, 48, their receiving yards. So a lot of lean, a lot of talking for me uh, here in this game. And nothing for me crazy to bet. I will be have this game live. I do the live bet stream. So uh, I'll be looking for live opportunities to bet this game. Yeah, definitely pay attention to what Connor's on as we start to see it unfold and how Trevor Lawrence handles the elements. Is ETN holding on to the football? Because Connor, when you brought up that three-game stretch where he went off, honestly, the first play that came to mind just happened to be the terrible fumble he had against the Giants when it looked like he was going in for a surefire touchdown and he coughed up the rock. So we'll see what happens there because turnovers are such a crucial element to deciding what's a pretty evenly contested matchup here when you look at the tail of the tape. I definitely think that cold weather factor, and you do, you have to become part meteorologist when you're starting to put your money on the line or steer people how they should bet. So Trevor Lawrence, the Jags as a collective, they might not show up on a short week with heavy winds, probably going to be raining. They might not show up and show out in this one. At the same time, I'm on Jacksonville at plus one for minus 115 on DraftKings. I know that the Jags are two and five on the road and they're 0-4 against the spread as favorites this season, or they're 0-4 as favorites this season, excuse me. And Connor just laid out all these compelling reasons to stay off of them. And I agree with his points. But he also mentioned Keenan Williams, who has a calf injury, is probably not going to suit up. Zach Wilson, he was better than when we last saw him, which is a low bar to clear. But they let him throw up for 35 times, and he turned in 317 yards with 9.1 yards per completion and two touchdowns. He did have a horrendous interception, though, and that's going to lead into my pick here and my case because when you look at this battle of the top two quarterbacks from the 2021 draft class, it's not close. Now, Trevor Lawrence is turnover prone, and we'll see how he handles the conditions, but he is still the superior player, and that's non-debatable. Jacksonville has won four of their last six, and three of those were against playoff teams. So this is a squad that is hot right now and at least coming in with a lot of confidence. As much as they don't want to be in New York on a Thursday night, they feel good about what they've established as they start to make this run towards the end of the season here. Conversely, New York has lost three in a row. Now, I understand that in two of those, at least, they looked pretty good, and there was a lot of positives to take away from it against the Vikings and then the Bills when they had Mike White in there. I mentioned what happened with Wilson. Like Connor said, they nearly won that one too. So my advice here more than anything is to be responsible and only put some pizza money on this game. But with the Jaguars in the top seven in turnovers forced and the top 10 in rushing yards allowed per carry, as long as Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne take care of the football against a defense that as good as they are, ranks 25th in takeaways, 
I believe they'll win this game, make it three straight. So I'm taking the Jags plus the point. Good luck. <laughs> I uh, think this game's no. I mean, they're red hot. I I don't blame. You know, there's so many like you mentioned compelling arguments for both sides. It's just the factor in New York. It's wet. The key though, you mentioned it with this weather. Lawrence takes care of the ball, and so does he. No picks. And I think they win the game. If because on the other side, Wilson's prone there. And that could get away. So I think turnover is going to be massive in this game. Let's say he throws a couple of picks or a pick six. Like that could just get him in a hole in this game. And it could be tight uh, down the stretch. But hot Jaguars team, Trevor Lawrence looking like the guy. Hey, it took it took a lot of quarterbacks. You know, the a year, Peyton Manny, there's multiple. They struggle. It took getting rid of Urban Meyer. Yeah, well, yeah, that was all. Man, I that I could not stand that hire. You know that. I couldn't even believe that they hired that guy. And, uh, yeah, that was just great getting him out of there. And they're flourishing. Uh, like you said, the defense isn't great, but they've been opportunistic. They've gotten turnovers, made plays when they've had to on second half of games. And I love the offense. Like I was going through the weapons that they have. Uh, so, hey, Jags are red hot. Yeah, you know, I don't blame you here taking him. Yeah, and I know that Lawrence is turnover prone, but I think that he's playing the best ball of his career in recent weeks, coinciding with this win streak and winning four of their last six. So I'm going to trust him here in this spot for just a small sprinkling to see if he comes through for me at MetLife. And then Connor, a game that we both looked at. I'm real curious to get your takes on the Lions taking on the Panthers. Where are you steering people? I think this is a good game. Red hot. Talk about the Jaguars. Red hot uh, Lions team here. Uh, now seven and seven, playing great football. And what a play call. You know, fourth down, fourth and two. Hits them for the huge touchdown to beat the Jets last week. I still believe, though, this Lions team has problems on the road. And it showed scoring last week against the Jets. And this is where I want the Panthers. The, the, the lone problem last week was why I, I just wasn't strong with the Panthers is because they had been playing good football, and now you're going to make them a three-point favorite. I was like, that's just that's where I had to stay off that game. It was Steelers or pass in that football game. Now they're back, home dog. You could get three. There are two and a half, but Panthers plus three in this football game. Darnold looks better. Uh, him and Moore last game, if they can run it well, which I think they will against this Lions team. You know, the Lions defense has gotten a little bit better as the years uh, gone through. I mean, they were just dreadful, the secondary. They were getting shredded there. I still think Panthers will be able to score on them. Lions might be able to move it, but they still struggle on the road. Back-to-back road game. It's just the perfect spot when people are going to, the public is going to probably be hammering the Lions. The Lions are feeling so good. They're going to just go and win here. Uh-uh. I think the Panthers win this football game, but take the three to be safe. Yeah, exactly. It's the points more than anything, really, that sway it for me. It is an outstanding argument you brought up there about Detroit struggles on the road this season. They're three and three, so they're average in that regard. But anyone who's seen how the sausage is getting made understands that they are better at home. Yes. And it's not just that they're 500 on both. They play better in the Motor City than away from it. And so we'll see what happens. Carolina, they've proven to be a frisky team. I know they're coming off a loss, but overall, I think it's gone better than people from the outside looking in anticipated after the McCaffrey trade. That could have signaled the the bottom the bottoming out, more deals to come. It didn't really play out that way unless you include the Baker Mayfield release 
granting his request, but he wasn't even second on the depth chart at the time. Darnold, you know, he's inconsistent. He is what he is. I don't really trust him, but he's played pretty well. Like I, I liked how he looked, especially running the ball when they went to Seattle fairly recently. So to me, Carolina with three points, I'm on that as well, Connor. And last before we go, Carolina was big. Before that, they hadn't gone on the road and won. And that was, you know, Seattle's just in a rough time from where they were. They were playing over their heads. But this is where they're better. It's been a home team where they've won a few games or can keep it close the last couple of years in their struggles. So a little turnaround for this Panther team. This game's close here. And I think they even might win it, but take the three. Yeah, exactly. It's those three points. That's where I feel comfortable confiding in the Carolina Panthers. And then we've got the Texans and the Titans in Nashville. Give me Tennessee at minus four. You can grab it for minus 110 at Caesars. Houston took the Chiefs to overtime. They nearly beat the Cowboys in Dallas, and they fought valiantly against the Browns. And for the worst team in the league to go to Miami and only lose 30-15, to that's not the blowout I'm sure a lot of people were anticipating. But with three games left for the worst team in the NFL, I'm not sure how much fight is left in the tank. Their defense has to deal with Derrick Henry this weekend. And the Texans allow the most rushing yards per game. They're in the bottom five in yards per attempt and surrender the second most touchdowns on the ground. So I think that Henry goes off against a defense that is not invested in this challenge and is one of the worst against the run, even when they are. And so I think the Titans cover that four-point spread. I lean that way, too. This seems like the perfect bounce-back spot for the Titans. I really don't love the four, and I like how the Texans have played the last few weeks. That was... As people guess, because their problem before the Texans as a dog, they couldn't score. The last few weeks they scored. Like that's why even for me, it wasn't the top of my list last week. I'm like, this is a classic Chiefs. You know, they struggled a little bit more. Of course, they end up winning the game. They moved the ball, but their defense has been slipping a little bit of late. And the Texans got some punched in some scores there where they normally would just miss field goal, get, you know, downs, they couldn't get it. When they get in the red zone, one of the worst teams in the league here. I think this is the ultimate get right game. Hand it off to Henry. We know how bad the Texans dead last all year against the run. I think he had 200. He had like 130 the last time they played uh, in Houston. Uh, he just ran all over them. Uh, Mills, the whoever at quarterback, I think will make a mistake or two. Uh, I lean the Titans as well. I haven't bet it, but that'd be my look. Yeah, and the, the Texans, like I'm saying here, they're playing well as of late, which I don't think I certainly didn't expect it. They've been horrendous, and then all of a sudden they're starting to show some fight now. At the same time, when you look at Damian Pierce out of the lineup now and how they have to overcome that, when it when it, it's just such a challenge of focus and mental toughness to be going against Derrick Henry when you already have one foot out the door and you're starting to think about just get to the offseason healthy and this guy is just a battering ram coming at you full speed, that's a recipe for a disaster. And like I said, they haven't stopped the run when they've been completely locked in and up for the task mentally. So I don't see them doing so physically against the Titans. I think that Tennessee is going to cover and get this win at home. Me too. Even with Tannehill, you know, dealing with the ankle, I think it's – it's fine here. Um, this is one, too. I'm going to dig in a little bit more 
I might like the Titans in a, in a, after the last few weeks losing in OT, maybe jump out early here um, on the Texans. Maybe look at them first half. Uh, I'll look at that a little more, but I like it. Hand it to Henry. Let the guy roll. Exactly. And just make life easier on Tannehill, especially with the ankle. And how much do you want to trust him anyways? Connor, <laughs> I can't wait to get your take on this one. A rivalry matchup, a revenge matchup but also a less meaningful tilt after the Cowboys in classic Cowboy fashion fell on their faces last weekend. They nearly lost to the Texans. Then they come up short against the Jags in Duval. What do you like in this matchup between Philly and Dallas? Big game here. The big one. Obviously, Hurts, he's out for everyone. They're trying to keep maybe plays. He's out. Minshew uh, is going to play uh, here. Let's talk. touch on the both side and the total. Let's touch on the total here real quick. This had dropped down to four. It's now it's at most place 47 uh, again. I still think that's too light uh, here. Uh, Cowboys defense is just not very good. They're banged up. Van Der Esch, he's too big. Of, you know, Parsons can't do it all for this team. And I think the secondary is, is okay. But, you know, they go for big plays, the pick, and they kind of get burned at times. Uh, and I think the Eagles will take advantage. Whether Minshew's in or not, they can run the ball. Shock, though, that uh, Sanders, no running much early in that Bears game, which uh, kind of had my head scratching in that one. They'll need to do that there. Both teams can run the ball here. Cowboys need to do that. I haven't been impressed the Eagle, with the Eagles' defense. I mean, they're good, but it's not like, wow, this defense really, really impresses me. Both these teams have been solid to the over. The Eagles, too, in seven of their last eight, in the, in the last game before that, that went under was the Cowboys, that 26-17 game. But all the other games would get over this total right near there, 46, uh, right, right here. So I think there's some fireworks here that's just too low. I like the over. I think it gets there whether Minshew plays or not. And on the other side, I got to be on the Eagles here. I just think it's too many division game. I think Minshew's fine at quarterback. He'll do his thing. We all know Dak. Can he take care of the ball? I'm not so sure. I know the Cowboys are at home. They shouldn't be this number. They're slipping right now. The Eagles will move the ball. Uh, prop. I think this is a solid prop game because I like the over a little bit. C.D. Lamb's been money. We know both running backs for the Cowboys. You can look their way. Flip side, Brown, Smith have been great too for the Eagles. Uh, Prop-wise, I'm going to look a little bit more and wait on this game. But too much here. Just too many points. You know, I get people think the Cowboys, they're just going to win. I don't buy it. I, you know, I've watched their last full games, whether it's the Texans. I watched the whole uh, Jaguar game. The defense has issues right now, and I think the Eagles go in there, and this is a, a nice division battle here um, where the Eagles could maybe even win. So take the five, and I'm leaning to that over. I'm with you on taking the five. I just can't help but think how humiliating it would be if Dallas gets swept by the Eagles, they lose at home to Gardner Minshew. It's two defeats in a row when they at least had the chance to steal the division from their rivals. I mean, just that would be classic Cowboysing it at the end of the season. So, I mean, with Minshew, I think you do have to worry about him turning the ball over, much like with Prescott. I, Based on recent play, I don't completely trust him to take care of the rock. So we'll see what happens there from an Eagles perspective. And you touched on it, Connor. I think the most important development from this game, because the division is taken care of 
So it's not even whether you win or lose. I think the most important development is how you handle the run. It's one of the toughest tests you're going to have. It's a team that has seen you before. How do they scheme up to try and exploit weaknesses that maybe other teams in the playoffs can duplicate? How do you handle uh, Zeke and Tony Pollard? That's what I'm interested on for Philly. And then conversely, I think it is going to be a lot of running the rock for Philadelphia. But for Dallas, I look at Trayvon Diggs, and for much of this season, he was a much more disciplined cornerback. But now he's starting to gamble more frequently and kind of revert to who he was coming into the league in his rookie campaign. And that is a double-edged sword. Players like that, as good as he is at forcing turnovers and jumping routes and as much of a ball hawk as he is, it does open up opportunities. If Philly takes a chance and he's a split second late, for example, that's the type of home run play the Eagles need to prevail in this matchup. I, and I think I think they're going to get it here. I think there's going to be big plays uh, and points where they're, you know, the loan in the last, what is it, eight games for the Cowboys was their blowout over the Vikings. And I, know, I remember a few people that I knew had that over and the Vikings just could have get like a touchdown there. Would have got that game over 40 to three, but all these other ones have pretty, you know, comfortably uh, gone over, going back to Green Bay, the Bears game, 49-29. I think we see fireworks here from both these great offenses, and uh, it gets over the total. You know what, because the Eagles do have it wrapped up. I guess it's the pride the Cowboys want to, you know, win this game at home. But you're going to tell me, touchdown right now? You know, no, that's just not right now. Uh, So if you're a little scared, I guess stay off. But I'm looking at the five here with the Eagles. Yeah, I think it's a good play. And let's not gloss over the fact that Philly has the best offensive line in football. So to mitigate Minshew, they can run the rock with Sanders quite a bit. And maybe that works against Dallas and and takes them home or at least allows that spread to cover. So we'll see what happens. A Philly win would just be delicious, Connor. And then the next matchup that I want to get into, the Bengals and the Patriots at Gillette Stadium. I get why Cincinnati is only minus three, but you can grab this for minus 107 on points bet, and I strongly encourage you to do so. The Bengals are a team that got hot late last season and are now on a six-game win streak. The line has coalesced. The defense is playing much better. Just lived up to the challenge against Tom Brady. Really stupid decision by TB12, especially with that offense's struggles to call out the Cincinnati defense. Of course, they were going to use that as motivation, and they put in his face. They made him look bad. I just think you look at the tail of the tape here, and Cincinnati is flat out better than New England. I understand the Patriots. They ran the ball well. The line looked pretty good against Las Vegas, but they still had one offensive touchdown, and I just don't trust them to put it completely together. This is who they are now, a team that commits stupid penalties, that might give up a blocked punt that goes for a touchdown, and ultimately... I just don't trust them, and they're going up against a team that is head and shoulders above them. So I think the Bengals win and win comfortably. Man, I I think so too. Right now, if you've been backing the Bengals, and I knew some people, even a half, I was at the Westgate, like Bucks were up there early. I'm like, take the Bengals here plus plus eight. Yep. You know, I I thought it probably should have been 10, 17, nothing, but you're still getting eight. It was kind of like uh, when the Raiders went way up, take the Pats. They can't hold the league. We'll touch on them uh, in a little bit. 
yeah, I just don't think the Pats just have the off. You made the, the mistake, the blocked punt. It just is kind of like, no, you know, Belichick teams don't do this. And it was like, man, it was total gaff. Post Tom Brady, this is who they are. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, and Burrow, like I was just saying, it's just, they've just been money. They've just been rolling. Uh, I remember we talked before the year, like Cincinnati, they came out slow. I was like, this team will get hot. And I bet you they win 11 games. And there it looks like they're going to win more than that and easily cash the over uh for the the team wins so i think they take care of business too they just right now can't be stopped i love what the defense is doing the adjustments they made you know in the second half too especially on brady i thought the defense is getting better and better it seems like every week you know they just slowly they're getting healthier they just seem a lot sharper and uh, joe burrow right now he's up there best quarterback in the league you know i mean this kid's already been the super bowl almost won it uh, this Bengals team's very good. And like you mentioned, this isn't three and a half or anything like that. Uh, you know, it won't be easy, but I think they could go in there and win for sure. I think it's going to look easy, Connor. I understand. It's yeah. Bill Belichick. We're used to the Patriots. This is when they bounce back. This is when they don't just cover the spread. They get as a dog. All Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. just not it's just not in them at this point in time. And it has a lot to do with having Matt Patricia and Joe Judge in, ter- in charge of the offensive play design and play calling. Everything is disjointed, and I just I have zero faith in them to win this game, and ultimately I think they're going to lose by double digits. Yeah, the play calling Patricia has. It's just, you know, Mac Jones has been, you've seen the last few weeks, like what is going on with some of these play calls. For them – they have to just do something The you know, the screens, the two, the not going downfield. is just, you, you can't do it in the NFL. You're not going to win at all or long-term at all. On the other side, the Bengals, too many weapons. I, I just all across, especially when these guys get are healthy. I know they've been dealing with injuries, whether it's Chase, Higgins, Boyd, but they're all there. Patriots miss tackles. They should be, yeah, get in the end zone and win by a touchdown at least. Yep. I'm with you there. And then we're going to wrap with the Raiders and the Steelers. We recently lost an NFL legend in Franco Harris. So my condolences, of course, go out to him, to his family, to the Steelers family. And it's fitting, Connor, that they play and they host the Raiders in this one. Just one of the league's greatest all-time rivalries. So I'm curious from a betting perspective where you think people should be placing their money in this one. Yeah, just a, a horrible loss. And coming up on this game, the 50 years, the immaculate reception, all that, which I thought was going to be a great game. Anyways, it just I think they're going to be pumped even more for this game. The place will be rocking there. Another thing, I've, I like how the Steelers have been playing football the last few weeks, like the last five or six weeks. They've been just taking care of business for the most part. You know, even though they lost to the Ravens, a tough two-point loss, They've just continued to win games. The Saints, they won 2010. Last week, they took care of business. Turnovers, they got to take care of the ball, obviously, especially Trubisky is in. But no way do I want the Raiders on the road. You know, Jacobs is money. They hand to hand off to him, and they have Adams. I know they got Waller back, but look at this team. This is another thing in this game is to maybe look live. The Raiders get up early. This team cannot hold a lead. They just cannot do it, whether it's on the road or at home. Cannot, will not, and they won't hear. Steelers take care of business. I think they run the rock and win this game. And it could be close. Like, this is a game. It's under three. 
you know, two and a half. I, I kind of endorse it. I haven't bet it that we were talking about. Uh, or maybe because I don't I'm not too crazy about doing this. But if people do, you could go money line with this if you don't mind the juice. Just the Steelers to win here. But it's under three. Pumped up Steelers team that's won four or five, I believe. Uh, defense will come to play. Uh, I like how Harris has looked a lot. I know the Ravens game, but he kind of got stuffed. But he's looked great. I had his anytime touchdown uh, last week. I think he eats uh, here. So uh, I'm leaning Steelers. Yeah, it's it's exactly what you said when you brought up they went up against the Patriots and immediately every better knows, okay, it's time to fade the Raiders right now and back New England because they're not going to hold this lead. They just they haven't done it all season. And so I look at the way that Pittsburgh is playing as of late, and believe it or not, the one I was most impressed with was how they played Cincinnati in a loss because they have won four of their yes. last five. But that, the fact that that game, and I know it was in Pittsburgh, but that game coming down to the wire the way it did and their ability to hang tough with them, it showed you what this defense is still capable of. And to put 30 on the board with Pickett, and they do have some weapons. You brought up Najee Harris. He's obviously the prime example. But, it, I mean, no team drafts and develops wide receivers as well as the Steelers. So with that mix against everything that plagues the Raiders – I don't trust Las Vegas. And then you add in the motivation to do this as a way to honor Frank Franco Harris, a franchise icon. I'm going with the Steelers in this one as well. Yep. I think this is uh, the right side. And you mentioned, I like, you know, Johnson's back Pickens. The, the receivers are coming, coming through. And I think the defense has gotten better as year went on. It, it was shaky that, you know, at times they were bad against the run. They were last year. Uh, I just like what they're they've been doing there in Pittsburgh and uh, tough game. Raiders get to, you know they could have lost they should have lost that game maybe again. You know they blew it against the Rams. Uh, no lead is safe if they have it. So if Raiders do get up, I'll be looking right to the Steelers. Uh, McDaniel's I don't know how he's got a job. He might be looking right back uh, <laughs> going to New England to play calls because Patricia. Uh, doesn't know how to play play in there. Uh, so yeah, Eileen Steelers here. Uh, I think they get the job done. Well, just to answer the question, and you know this, the reason that McDaniel's I would expect to be back next season, although he's really testing Mark Davis's patience. But it's the budget. I mean, they've got John Gruden. They're on the hook for Josh McDaniel's big contract, and they brought him in with Dave Ziegler to run the front office as a package. So do they keep Ziegler and remove McDaniel's? Even if they do, they have to hire. Another coach that's going to be an expensive move. So that's the reason that Josh McDaniels, I would presume, gets a second crack at it. And we'll see if he can, you know, just fix some of these holes and say, look, let's not gloss over the fact that we're building these big leads. Typically, we just can't hold on to them. If he can do that, and I don't give them much of a, you know, an excuse with injuries like not having Darren Waller for most of the season, but he's back now. Maybe they end it on a high note, even though they're going to miss the playoffs, I believe. But nonetheless, it's been a disaster, and he's got one more year to prove himself. I think they, yeah, he stays in the end because of it. It's just the money. Like, and the Raiders have done this over the years, and the Gruden money is just insane. I mean, <laughs> like, they owe him so much money, but the coaches before that, they, you'd fire them before their contract was done. You know, you got to pay those guys. So it's been the Raider thing forever since his dad, Al, used to do it and fire every coach when he, you know, out of the blue all the time. 
So the, uh, touch on this total Steelers games. I like unders, but they, you know, the numbers have been going down. You know, the league knows what they've been doing. They've been 36, 37, 38, like this one is. So, and it just crept over. I know there was some, you know, field goal late in the, in the Steelers Panthers game, but it'll probably be right around this, this number Raiders will run it. They're very slow. You know, as much as the Raiders at times could go over and they did last year and get into a shootout or two, uh, even last week, they are slow to go. There, there's no rush in that offense. And we know the Steelers want to chew clock, chew clock, chew clock. Uh, Primetime game too here. I'd lean a little bit to the under. Connor, we've talked about it. I'm surprised by Josh McDaniel's inability to adapt because I think the pace they play at is a factor and a significant one in why they consistently can't hold the lead because it's one thing to see Bill Belichick do it with his abilities as a defensive coach and Tom Brady at quarterback. It's another thing to try it with Derek Carr, with a team that's not used to winning and might just, you know, whether it's subconsciously or whatever, lose focus as you slow down with a big lead and, you know, when you have players like Carr who are turnover prone to begin with and a suspect defense, the next thing you know, you're trying to turn that switch back on and it's not flicking and you're not playing at the level you were to build that lead. Yep. I think McDaniels, he needs to adjust to that at some point. I don't know if it's going to happen this season, though. I don't think so either. And you you hit it right on the head there. It's like this Raiders team, man, it was like the Rams game. They come out, score a touchdown last week. It's dude, he's driving and it's just they get they're up 10 or something. And then just these three and out, three and out, just kind of head scratching plays. Carr gives his little you know, <laughs> and he's just, he's just middle of the road. I hate, you know, to yeah. say, it, I, I think he, in a right situation, he could flourish, but yeah, just uh tough times here uh, for the, for the Raiders here in Vegas. Yeah. And unfortunately, I don't think it's getting better this weekend for the silver and black. We're both on the no. Steelers. I think that comes through that wraps up this edition of the winning ticket. But before we go, Connor, the stage is yours to promote any work you want to share. And for those missing out, let them know where they can find you on social media. Yeah, just check me out. Uh, go ahead to Pub Sports Radio. Always check me out there. Just since we talked about it, Thursday night, tomorrow night, we have the live betcast. Uh, try to the whole time, relax, watch the game, and jump on anything live we can get to. Uh, and anything else, Connor Mac picks on all socials, uh, as always. And thanks for having me, Bobby. Always a pleasure, Connor. Your picks consistently cash in. That's why I strongly encourage our listeners and our viewers, however you're consuming this show right now, check out Connor's live betcast on Thursday night. Even if right now you think you're going to just watch and enjoy the game, you might find yourself enticed into making a pick or two based on what Connor and that group has to say over at Pub Sports Radio. As for me, I'll be back on Friday with a new episode of Hardwood Parlays. Two mystery sharps will join me to break down our best bets from the NBA's Christmas slate. You can find that on Believe.com, the Hardwood Parlay's YouTube page, or wherever you get your podcasts from. And please be sure to like, rate, and subscribe to both shows because that goes a long way. For Connor Mack, I'm Bobby Kravitsky, and this has been The Winning Ticket. <laughs>